and welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch on ESPN Arkansas across the state, as well as at hitthatline.com, where we also have great interviews, podcasts, videos, articles, everything dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check that out. Twitter questions will be coming today, and we have a few great ones, and I'm sure you know it has to deal with the great stadium debate. Yay! But I you know what? I... I put it out there, and I got to answer these questions, so I'm going to do the best of my ability and not try to trigger the folks. I'm also going to talk a little bit about the craziest game in Arkansas and Ole Miss history, and my craziest game may actually surprise a lot of you. But first, I want to start out with just looking at the 1-5 in five season thus far for Arkansas. 1-5. in five. One win against Eastern Illinois. Five losses three of them in being in the SEC. On paper, that's terrible. That's atrocious. That's horrible. Never, and I mean never, has Arkansas started off this poorly in a long time. They haven't even beaten an FBS opponent yet, and they're halfway through the season. And it's so weird. That in most cases, you would poo-poo on that. And rightfully so. You'd mention how terrible this season is, how terrible things are going, how you're not going to watch the games, you're not going to go to the games, you don't care about the games, you're over it, you're looking forward to basketball season or football se- or baseball season or whatever it may be. You're looking ahead. You're not looking into the present. You just want to look away, look away from the car wreck, let it happen, and then view the results afterwards. It's how a lot of you probably should feel, but you don't, and I don't. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Many of you feel very positive about things, and I'm not knocking you for doing so. Many of you feel good about the way things are trending towards, not how good they are right now, but the direction that they're going. And it's such a weird feeling to feel good about one and five. Now, I'm not saying it's acceptable, and I'm not saying any of you feel great and feel just, you know, wake up and say, golly gee, we're one and five. How exciting. No. But you're not wanting people to have their heads roll either. You're not wanting to start firing assistants, firing athletic directors, flying banners around the stadiums. You're not wanting any of that. And I think it's interesting as to why and how weird it is that we all feel this way. One in five is unacceptable. One in five is atrocious. One in five cannot happen. It's one in five. For many of us who felt like Arkansas had a chance to make a bowl game this year, it's gone. Still a scientific chance but unlikely. And yet none of us in their right minds said that Arkansas would start 1-5, and five, with two of those losses being to Colorado State and North Texas. 1-5. and five. This wouldn't happen. Couldn't happen. Shouldn't happen. But it did. But yet, right now, some of you may feel as good or at least pretty good about the rest of the season. And about the rest of the way. 
and about what this team has the capability and is going to have the opportunity to do and to prove them to themselves and others. What a strange feeling it is. And it's not something that I have ever seen before or something that many of you who are listening probably have never felt before either. Where it seems that on paper, things could not get any worse, but yet you feel good. And why is that? Why is that? You're still losing games. I think it is telling of a few things. One, it shows you and tells you just how bad things were. It shows you just how low you as a program have sunk. May sound harsh, but that's the truth. Brett Bielema torpedoed this football program into a basement of non-existence that they have never seen before. The lack of recruiting, the laziness, just the overall embarrassment that came from the Brett Bielema era is what's costing you right now. And you can't blame Chad Morris for it. And it's not to say Chad Morris goes without flaws or without any type of criticisms. But going into this, you knew it was going to be a tough go. It was going to be a tough season. We all did. Maybe not this tough, but we knew it was going to be tough. But what were the things that you asked for? Improvement as the season went on. You've gotten that. In a small, marginal way, you've gotten that. What else did you want? You wanted to get out of this rut, out of this terrible place with recruiting. Getting better players, right? Isn't that the easiest way to do it? Well, you've got that. You've been recruiting. And you've been recruiting recruiting at a higher level than you ever have before. You're getting it. And you also had to hope that towards the end of the season, you're playing your best football. And that the teams that you are playing are teams that you can win against, that you can beat, that you can find a way. And I think that that's the case again. You play Ole Miss this weekend. It's winnable. You play Tulsa next weekend. It's winnable. You play Vanderbilt the next weekend. It's winnable. Then you have a bye week. Then you have LSU at home. Is that winnable? Probably not. You have Mississippi State on the road. Is that winnable? Maybe. You end the season with Missouri. Is that winnable? Yeah, it is. So just think. Just think that the five of the final six games are winnable, or at least borderline winnable. What does that put you at if you were able to swing all those games in your favor? If you were able to win those games somehow, some way, what does that get you? Get you to six and six. Get you into a bowl game. You care about that? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe not. Signing day is a lot more important as far as getting good players in there. But all I know is, is that from what you were feeling a month ago to what you're feeling now is different. You're still what your record is. You're still one and five. But with the rest of the season setting up and the recruiting class building up and the fact that you have getting, been getting better every single game since you were at your lowest point after North Texas, those are the things that give you hope 
that keep your faith and most importantly, keep you interested. That's something you cannot justify. That's something that you cannot replace, no matter the circumstance. Hey, you know what's funny is college football is going on, and we all like to watch it. But we don't want to watch it. We need to watch it. And when I watch it, I watch it through Sling TV. Because on Sling TV, it's affordable. I get the channels I want and beautiful HD picture. And it's so easy because I can stream it not only from my television, but from any of my devices. And if you, like me, are sick of paying for or have been sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win, Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. $30 a month and you get ESPN, the Pac-12 network, the SEC network, and more. Stream on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV that you love only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, and no hidden fees. You can cancel at any time. Here's a special offer for all of you. You got to take advantage of this, all right? Listen up. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial so you can try it out. Tell us what you think, because it's going to be awesome. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. Locked on listeners to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast right here. You can get the seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Check it out. Get that special offer for only you podcast listeners. And let me know what you think, because I haven't been disappointed by Sling TV, and I know you won't be either. Stop paying. Stop overpaying for channels that you don't need. Get your Sling TV and catch out all the football seasons and all the football games this year with Sling.com slash locked on. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on to the next part of the podcast. I posed out the question on Twitter, and I'm taking your Twitter questions. And I kind of knew this is where it was going to go, or at least I was hoping it wouldn't, but it did. And we're going to discuss it. And a lot of it has to do with the Litterock game. Litterock games, essentially, in football. And playing Ole Miss there this weekend. First question comes from Harpo Dad. He says, what does the program benefit from playing in Litterock? And the local boosters are not the program. Well, Harpo, Dad, you know, as, as far as the benefit to the program, I can't think of one, just to be honest. Uh, some people will make note that it's get in uniting the fan base and it's giving an opportunity for fans who can't make the long trip up to northwest Arkansas to watch a game, that they can watch it in Little Rock. They may say that, and that's beneficial to the fans, but to the program itself, there's not really a benefit. I'm, I'm sorry, there's not. Uh, it's, it's based on emotion. It's based on tradition. It's based on nostalgia, and it's based on this rivalry between Northwest Arkansas and Central Arkansas that I guess has transpired and formed from this whole deal. There, there's not a, it's not a good reason. There's not a good reason to play games down there when, it, when you're just talking specifically about benefiting the program. It doesn't. Um, it benefits fans, and it benefits the city of Little Rock, and it benefits, uh, of course, War Memorial Stadium, the parks and tourism. It, it benefits all those. But uh, as far as the Razorback program itself, you know, there is no benefit. It's if the boosters are there, that's one thing. But you said no boosters, so it doesn't count. So yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. So 
This one comes from William on Twitter. He says, I live in Little Rock and thinking about not going to the game as to not support the War Memorial Stadium nonsense. Does that make me a good or bad fan? Ultimately, it's for the greater good, and that's much bigger than one game. He also states, only sort of joking. After all, if we don't have, if we have, don't have fans that show up to the game, who the hell would talk to the recruits since literally no one from the U of A can? The Stevens family should have to give up their box to recruits and experience that bleep hole <laughs> like the rest of regular fans. Um, yeah, and thank you that for that, William. Now, I don't think it may, I don't know. I don't know I'd getting a good fan, bad fan deal. I wouldn't think it makes you a bad fan because I get where you're coming from. But at the same time, if you have an opportunity to go and see the Razorbacks play, you go see the Razorbacks play regardless. Um, if you're not going to use your tickets, then give them away or sell them or whatever. Let somebody else deal with it. But I get where you're coming from because that's really the only way that this game is going to be put out of its misery as quickly as possible, which is what many people want. And that's for people just to not show up, to not buy tickets, to not be in the stands and to all that. You know, I, I keep getting brought up and keep getting asked about tailgating. And what about the tailgating? What I Listen, the tailgating it d- is non-existent. It does not matter anywhere in any part of this argument or in this debate. It does not matter whatsoever. So I'm just not really getting on board with that. I, I'm really not. I, I just I don't think that. There needs to be any reasons to have the game there, I know, and we can we can sit there and debate it all day long, but that's why it's the case, and that's why I understand that you wouldn't think like you'd be a bad fan. And that, and what you bring up as far as the recruits go, yeah, that's a big negative. Can't talk to them. Coaches cannot talk to the recruits. That's stupid. You're giving up a home game where you could have hosted recruits, could have had official visits to your campus, and you can't because of nostalgia, because of tradition whatever so i don't know i'm not i'm not big on that okay and finally keith tweets in this will be the last one he says to go along with the theme this far thus far why do people complain about games in litter rock when we don't fill the stadium in fayetteville i have i i fight in this i prefer the games to be played on campus well here's the thing because i know that this is going to be brought up it's already being brought up by some people there in central arkansas saying that war memorial when it sells out and when it's packed out, it'll be the most attended football game this season so far in the state of Arkansas for the Razorback football program because their scan tickets was only 49,000 or so for uh, the Alabama game, which I still don't think that's a right number. I was there. There was more than 49,000. There, there had to be. The entire lower deck was full. The upper decks weren't completely full at all, but there was still plenty of people up there uh again i just i don't i think it was a lot more than that but that's neither here nor there i i don't really think that it's a big deal to start arguing about attendance and numbers and all that because it's no one's going to win in that however when it comes to the argument and the criticisms that little rock has had it, it comes from context you have to look at it in context of course, Fayetteville has to do their job too. Razorback Stadium has to do their job too. They got to show up to the games. But you know what? That's their home stadium. The games aren't moving from Fayetteville. Fayetteville fans or the people who are wanting to keep games in Fayetteville or whatnot, they're not the ones that are wanting, thinking that the games are going to move so they got to show up. They're not the ones that wanting games in Little Rock. That's their home stadium. That's not moving. That's not changing. That's not doing anything. So the attendance numbers or the percentage numbers in Fayetteville does not matter. 
Because no matter what the attendance number is, the University of Arkansas will always make more money by having games in Fayetteville. Even if there's 30,000 people in the stands in Razorback Stadium, they'll make more money with that than they will having a sellout crowded War Memorial Stadium. It's the fact of the matter. And so, but attendance doesn't matter. And I know people, and that's what's going to already start triggering me is when people are going to start bringing it up when Little Rock inevitably gets over 50,000 people there. At least that's what seems to be happening. And the people are going to say, oh, see, Fayetteville can't even fill out. Listen, if Fayetteville had one game against Ole Miss and they were fighting for their lives to keep a game there in that stadium, then it'd probably sell out. And it's going to be the same way in Little Rock. You should sell it out. No one's going to say, oh, fans in Little Rock are fans and going to War Memorial are more passionate. No one's going to say that. What it is is just all the people that want the game to stay there, they're getting off their butts, getting off the rear ends, and actually leaving their tailgate to go into the stands and watch the game. Wow, what a concept. But there's no guarantee in that either. But you know what? I hope there is 50,000, 54,000, whatever it is there at War Memorial. There should be. If you want to keep games there, there should be. But if you're going to take that side and say, well, nobody's a favor. We had 50,000. We had more people in this game. Cool. That doesn't change anything. What benefit did that serve besides yourselves, War Memorial? You bragging about that. Who, who benefits from that? You. All, all you're doing is holding your holding your shirt up in the air and saying, see what we can do? We can fill a stadium. We can fill a dump. How about this? Well, good. But what benefit does that make to the University of Arkansas? Can they, can they all of a sudden host recruits now? No. Do they make all the money left made up? Do they make up all the money that they could have made if the game was in favor? No. Do the players still have to travel? Yeah. So don't give me this crap that it's all of a sudden going to change stuff. What that's going to do is that's going to keep you alive and that's going to keep the games down there at least for the next couple of years. No, Missouri plays there next year, so it'll at least keep it there for that. But I, I don't want to, I don't even want to get, get into the attendance numbers. People will, and we'll address it when it happens, but I think it's going to be an overblown thing no matter what happens. That. That's for sure. So, but appreciate everybody sending in their tweets. I know I didn't get to all of them, but just trying to take the few I can and uh, we'll keep it going. And I'm sure we'll be doing it uh, again on tomorrow's podcast and taking your questions as well. So if I didn't get to them, then I can get to them tomorrow. That is for sure. Hey, everybody. I know we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. We want to be there. And with Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events that you want to go to. And you can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for customers to receive $20 off of orders, $200 or more, to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and our promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more and as a value new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. 
your Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, I, I got this question, too, and we talked a little bit about uh, the this on the morning rush this morning, was about some of the great games between Arkansas and Ole Miss and how there's been some epic ones. And the one that everyone refers to or the one that stands out to most is the Henry Heave, the Hunter Henry what a miracle, whatever it's called. I like the Henry Heave. I'm going to keep it with that. That happened in 2015. That was such a crazy play on 4th and 25, and it was so much fun, and everyone was going nuts. Hey, yeah, that was great. I mean, that, you'll never see that. However, to me, that's not the craziest game. Now, maybe I need to have a poll question on this tomorrow. It wasn't the craziest game. The craziest game to me was the seven-overtime game in 2001 because it was seven overtimes. Seven overtimes. I mean, the likelihood of that happening again is just next to none. And it also was just showing you two teams battling it out to the final whistle, blow for blow, did not want to give up, did not quit until the wee hours of the night, and it was just an epic game on both ends. Just you had Eli Manning versus Matt Jones. I, I, what could be better than that? What's more SEC than that? And it was a battle royale to the very end. And it was just something that will always stand out to me and I'll always remember. And I know that people may disagree with me, but that's just how I feel. But anyways, disagree with me all you want. But we'll talk about that, I'm sure, more on the show tomorrow. Appreciate everybody listening into the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on Google Play, on iTunes, on Spotify, whatever you need to do. And we'll make sure that we keep it going from there. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.